Welcome to Life Concierge. Allow me to introduce you to people you can relate to, learn from, and connect with through conversations that are fun, but grounded in truth, growth, and perspective. I'm your host and concierge, Sarah Heider. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to my second episode of Life Concierge Podcast. I had no intention of doing any solo episodes when I first came out with my podcast. It was supposed to be completely interview-based, but my photo shoot actually got pushed back, and therefore my branding has been pushed back, and therefore I'm still feeling like I'm sort of in the soft launch phase. And I want to make sure that I honor the time and energy that each of my guests so far have shared with me um, and give them all of the attention that they deserve. So I'm waiting until I get my branding completely done, my photo shoot done, until I release any further interview episodes. So I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb today and do a solo podcast, but I'm really excited. Um, What I'm going to do is go through some of the questions that I've gotten on Instagram from doing a QA and a on Instagram. And then I'm also going to talk about bullet journaling, which is something I've grown to be really passionate about in 2020. So I'm excited to share that with you. First of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who's reached out since the soft launch of the podcast. Uh, And thank you to my friends who have been in the loop behind the scenes, giving me guidance and feedback uh, and helping me build the podcast and the brand. Anytime you put something out there into the world, into the public, you're definitely putting yourself in a vulnerable position. So it is so encouraging to me to feel like I've got people backing me. So I really appreciate all of you. So now I'm going to answer some questions from Instagram. So why did I want to start the podcast? I actually have wanted to be a journalist my whole life. I grew up watching the Today Show every morning and thought growing up that uh, I was going to be a broadcast journalist. My bachelor's degree is actually in journalism, but when I started journalism school at Ohio University in fall of 2009, uh, there was a lot shifting in the journalism world. Print was dying rapidly. The internet was taking over, but we didn't quite understand how online journalism was going to work or how anyone was going to make money off of it, uh, which, of course, we laugh at now. Uh, But I think a lot of our professors were honestly almost discouraging about us going into journalism in the traditional sense. So I think a lot of us had dreams of writing for Vogue or being on the Today Show, but knew in the back of our minds that even the jobs that would take you on that journey to chasing that dream were going to be so limited that it just seemed like it wasn't even an option. So it's been really interesting to see that I would say the majority of my peers that I was in the journalism school aren't really in journalism in the traditional sense. Many of us are in similar career fields where we certainly get to use our writing and communication skills, but I think less of us are writing for newspapers or magazines or are on TV. And I've actually been surprised to see how many of my peers went on to be development directors for nonprofits, which is what I've done the majority of my career. But Uh, In a way, it makes sense because there is so much storytelling and writing involved. So fast forward to present day, I still love public speaking and still have this desire to be in broadcasting in some way. And this summer, I was watching the Goop Summit uh, from previous year. 
And I watched an interview with Gwyneth Paltrow uh, interviewing Kerry Washington. And I know Gwyneth Paltrow isn't necessarily the best journalist or interviewer out there, but while I was watching them have this conversation, I was just entranced by Gwyneth and her energy in that moment and was like, I have to do this. I have to. I have to interview people. I have to share their stories. I have to have a mic in my hand. I just have to. So how can I feel this desire while working a full-time job and also there's a pandemic going on? And podcast seemed like the best option. And so I told my mom about the idea and she basically immediately bought me the podcasting 101 kit off of Amazon to get me started. And the rest is hopefully uh, history. Why is the podcast called Life Concierge? So if you listen to my trailer podcast uh, episode of Life Concierge, I talk a little bit about how I came up with this nickname while I was living in Atlanta. And at the time, my job was basically to connect with as many people as possible at all times in all different industries. So my network expanded basically exponentially. And I knew some really cool people. So then basically anytime anyone needed advice or anything, um, needed connected to anyone for any reason, I could always lead them to that person or to that new app or to that new store in downtown Buckhead. Um, So that's where that was sort of born. And when I really think about it, as I'm like building my brand, The first thing that comes to my mind when I think of the word concierge is like a hotel concierge. So what does a hotel concierge do for you? They give you information. They hopefully make your life better or more fun. And they hopefully also help you relax in some way, probably. And really, that's kind of the idea of this podcast. I want my guests to learn something that is helpful or inspires them. I want listeners to feel positive while listening, even if it's a serious discussion. And I want people to be able to also relax uh, while listening to the podcast. So the last may actually be the most important to me because during the pandemic, podcasts have been the safest, easiest, and cheapest way for me to relax. I just love to put my earbuds in and take my dog for a walk and tune out for a bit. How often are you posting new episodes and how are you deciding who your guests are? I'm hoping to post a new episode every week once I get up and going completely. I've actually already have six episodes already recorded that I'm excited to share with all of you. Like I said, I'm going to wait until my brand is completely ready, that the launch is totally ready so that I can make sure all of those guests get all of the airtime and attention that they deserve. Um, And I'm also still deciding which day of the week to drop the podcast. So if you have any insight into that, please send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to hear your feedback. As far as who gets to be on my podcast, I'm really open to interviewing anyone who has a story to share. I think there's so much to learn from each other. And one of my goals in starting this podcast was to interview people who are doing great things, but are not necessarily getting all the hype or getting fame out of it. So as much as I love a celebrity podcast, I also know that tips I learned or the inspiration that I drew from that podcast, um, that's sort of where it ends is with that podcast. I'm hoping to interview people who listeners 
may actually be able to connect with and may actually be able to converse with, whether that's via Instagram, email, or LinkedIn, um, or even maybe coffee eventually once um, it's safe and maybe if they're in the same city. So I want to be able to help people connect with people with similar goals or ideas or interests. Um, Of course, I'm also very open to interviewing famous people uh, if anyone's got any connections, but that's sort of the idea. Are you interviewing males? I have not recorded with any male guests yet, but I have a couple scheduled for the future. I know the skim feature on my podcast said that I was interviewing women, but the podcast is not gender specific. My favorite part of storytelling is sharing different perspectives, and I'm trying to be intentional and sharing as many different perspectives as possible. I think that's the best way to learn something is to see it someone's view who might be different from yours. So um, I am definitely open to interviewing males. If you could interview anyone, who would it be? Well, I will go through my celebrity dream list for that question, I guess. Of course, I think it's no surprise that my first guest would be Meghan Markle. She's, uh, she would be my number one on my wish list. I would also love to interview Elaine Welteroth. She is one of my favorite humans on the planet. I think her personality and all that she's accomplished is incredible. Um, and her style is amazing. I just absolutely love everything about her. And she is one of my top, top role models. Um, I'd really love to interview Johnny Weir too, a professional ice skater. He was one of my favorite contestants on Dancing with the Stars this year. And I could certainly stand to learn something from someone who lives his life as unapologetically as he does. I absolutely love him. So those were some of the questions that I received on Instagram. Thank you everyone who submitted questions for the second half of this solo podcast. I'm going to talk about bullet journaling. I first learned about bullet journaling from Kelty Knight, who is one of the hosts of Lady Gang podcast. I remember she was trying to quit drinking Diet Coke. So she was marking the days that she didn't drink Diet Coke in her bullet journal and talking about that. Then she started to talk about other things that she was tracking, like her workouts, books she's reading, and also some other things that were a little bit more reflective and less goal-oriented, like a page dedicated to writing down things that she was grateful for, or maybe quotes, things like that. I have loved bullet journaling so far in 2021, so I wanted to share my thoughts and experience and highlight some amazing resources that you can use to create the perfect bullet journal for you. I've always loved keeping a planner, but I love writing, making little notes, and even doing some doodling once in a while. So a bullet journal seemed like a great way for me to both organize my thoughts and express my creativity. So when I first learned about the bullet journal, I loved that you could, first of all, use it in whatever way you want. You don't have to use it as an agenda or planner. If you don't want to, you can use it to make plans or goals, lay out your resolutions, uh, track your progress, jot down your feelings, make lists and note whatever you want, whatever is important to you. I'm also super appreciative for bullet journaling during COVID when Every day starts to feel a little bit like Groundhog Day for many of us, Um, and time has completely changed as a concept or 
construct for so many people, it's great to look back and see what you did with your time, even if it's looking back to see what TV series you finished. So what is bullet journaling exactly? According to Tiny Ray of Sunshine blog, which is an incredible resource for bullet journaling, just amazing, the best. According to their blog, quote, the bullet journal is an analog system created by writer Carol, a designer based in New York. In his words, the bullet journal is meant to help you track the past, organize the present, and plan for the future. It's an amazing system that keeps a record of everything you could ever want to toss at it. It can be your task manager, sketchbook, journal, idea catcher, and much more. A bullet journal is an organizational system in a notebook that keeps track of everything you would like to write down in a coherent way, end quote. Again, amazing resource. So the bullet journal is physically a notebook with pages that are essentially dots on a grid, aka bullets. This allows you to easily draw lines or shapes and keep things organized and do it completely yourself. I'm going to run through my bullet journal to give you an idea of what and how you can track things in a bullet journal and hopefully inspire you to try it yourself. So my bullet journal is from a brand called Reflaris, I believe is how you say it. I admit I got it on Amazon because I wanted it immediately for the start of 2021 and I was on a major time crunch. Uh, But I encourage you to please check your local bookshop or stationery or gift store. A lot of those places are starting to carry bullet journals because they're becoming popular. Um, I love that the first thing when I open my own journal is a quote that was already inside that's that's printed inside this specific journal. And it says, we don't learn from experience. We learn from reflecting on it. And I feel like that is a major reason why I love bullet journaling. The first page of my bullet journal is an index and lists the different pages for topics I have throughout my bullet journal for easy reference. This is recommended by most of the resources I turn to when creating my bullet journal. And it's nice, but honestly, I don't have that many pages, so it doesn't necessarily seem necessary, um, at least not yet. We're only a little over a month into the year. So I might feel differently at the end of the year while looking back. So I went ahead and did it. And I guess a year from now, I'll let you know if I thought it was a good idea. The next page is my manifest list for 2021. I took this idea from Kelty Knight. She's all about manifesting. I also want to point out that you definitely don't have to start bullet journaling at the beginning of a year or like at the beginning of of a phase. Um, I encourage you to start it whenever you feel called to do so. For me, I went into 2021 knowing that this year is probably going to hold a lot of big decisions for me. So I really wanted to start it right at the beginning of the year. I love manifesting. I totally believe that it is so helpful. I know it won't necessarily make all of your dreams come true, but I believe that it is essential to making any of your dreams come true. I definitely manifested winning Miss Ohio. I envisioned the moment, uh, the MC calling my name and what it would be like to win. And I know it helped me have confidence in competing. So manifesting is something that I've continued to do in my life. So to share a couple of less personal manifest items on my list, uh, the first is that I want to have a successful podcast that people are talking about. And if that statement doesn't call out that I'm a Gemini, I don't know what does. Um, So that was number one. 
So I'm already at least on my way. I also put that I want to wear fabulous outfits and not care about being overdressed compared to everyone else around me. I like that I expressed this sentiment in this way. And this is something that I specifically deal with. Um, But I think it's funny. I, you know, just wrote this a little over a month ago, but even now it's sort of funny to look back and say, okay, what I really meant is I need to be unapologetically myself and not change for anyone. (laughs) I also put on the list that I want to have a Gwyneth Paltrow moment every day. Like I said earlier, I love Gwyneth Paltrow and I know not everyone feels the same way, uh, but when I say I want to have a Gwyneth Paltrow moment every day, that means I want to take a moment for myself and indulge in something that is beneficial to me and my self-care every day. And I'm lucky to have the luxury to do that. So that could mean trying a new workout class, trying a new recipe, um, a new spa treatment that's in my budget, whether it's at home or at the med spa meditating. For me, those things are all self-care that make me feel fabulous and kind of take me out of the heavy world that we're living in for just a moment. At the bottom of the list, I have a sticker that says, this is only the beginning for you. I love this specifically on my manifest page because if I don't hit all the goals exactly as I'd hoped, it's a reminder that even striving to meet these goals is helping me get on my way. Next, I have a few pages dedicated to lists of books, TV series, and movies that I've watched. I have another half page dedicated specifically to my ultimate guilty pleasure of a list of Hallmark movies that I've watched. That's like one a day, so it definitely needed its own section. The lists are not to-do lists or like cross-off lists, but rather I'm writing down what I've watched as I'm going along. I don't think this is exactly groundbreaking, but I do like the idea that it's not a to-do list, rather is a list of what I've watched and lends itself to freedom of choice. I don't think I'm going to change my entire mentality just by, you know, these pages, but I have to say I like the idea of training my mind to just feel more free in my choices instead of feeling obligated to scratch something off of a list um, and then recording it from there. So I have so many goals that it's so nice to celebrate things that are just fun and spontaneous. So I love the freedom of those pages. Next, I have like five pages dedicated to Life Concierge podcast. This is definitely one of my biggest uh, focuses of 2021, as you can imagine. There is a section where I write down any ideas that I have for social media or potential newsletters. I also have a section dedicated to my podcast guest wish list. This includes both people who I either know personally or have a warm connection to, as well as people who are quite well known and probably hard to get in contact with. Um, Being at the top of the list is Elaine Welteroth. Again, love her. Um, In the next section, I have a page dedicated to general goals for the podcast. So one of those goals is to cross podcast four times in 2021. So I want to interview someone who has a podcast and then have them interview me on their podcast four times. The next page is sort of a scary one, uh, particularly scary because of how quickly I've filled it. It is my clothes spending page. 
I spend more money on clothes than probably anything else. So I wanted to keep track and be able to truly see what I'm spending. So every time I buy a piece of clothing or accessories, I write down the brand, the item description, and how much I spent. Because I am an extremely talented sales shopper, I will brag about this. I am extremely talented in this area. So I also put the original price of the clothing if I got it on sale so I can celebrate that discount that I got. And I see that personally as an accomplishment. One of my favorite pages and one that I visit most often is my workout tracking page. I got this great stamp, like actual rubber stamp that is a mini calendar and you write in the months and the dates This makes it really easy because you can use the same stamp for every single month. So it's super easy. I wanted to keep track of how many times I was working out every week. And I also wanted to honor all of the workouts that I was doing. So I didn't want to be too strict about what counted as a workout. So each day that I work out, I get a dot. But I have a key with four different color dots that tell me how long I worked out which helps me celebrate every single workout. So some weeks I'd rather get in fewer, longer workouts. And some weeks I'd rather work out every single day, but for a shorter amount of time. So teal dots mean 60 minutes, pink dots are 45 minutes, orange dots are 30 minutes, and blue dots signify that I went on a weighted walk wearing either a chest plate or ankle weights. So I love that I celebrate every single workout that I do. The next page is my gratitude page. It's super free flowing and open. The things I've written down are literally just floating on the page. So I'm not listing them or even putting them on any kind of grid. And I have a quote at the top that I love. And every time I visit the page or even just, you know, go past it while I'm looking for a different page, uh, the quote says, it helps you see what is there instead of what is not. Love that. And that is the extent of my more creative, larger vision pages. I hope to have even more next year or next time that I start a bullet journal, but I'm happy with those for now. And it's super um, easy for me to maintain right now. And I'm loving it so far. So the second half of my bullet journal is my agenda or planner. Uh, I think when you're an adult, you're supposed to call it a planner but I'm calling it an agenda like I'm in sixth grade and have to get it signed by my parents before school tomorrow, but I will just always probably call it an agenda. I've always loved keeping a to-do list and a very detailed calendar to keep me on track and also as a fun record of what I've done. I actually have all of my agendas from college and I love looking back and seeing what days I had important meetings and being reminded of things that I'd totally forgotten that I'd done. I have a page each month dedicated to that month's memories. So for example, January memories, February memories, and it's a blank page where I just write down things that were significant to me that happened that I wouldn't necessarily find on my calendar or on my to-do list when I look back years from now. I have some really fun things on there that I'm excited about. Um, January, I got to write that the skim featured my podcast, which was incredible. But also right next to it, I have written down that I loved my trip to Target on a Friday night that I took by myself at a leisurely pace. Um, So it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It's just celebrating all the moments in life that make you happy. So I'm not exactly type A. I call myself 
type A minus. Um, so I sometimes feel limited by traditional agendas or calendars that you might buy pre-made and even more custom options that are becoming available online feel a little jarring to me and how my brain operates. So I loved the idea of a bullet journal because you can really structure it in a way that works for you. And it's so flexible that if you do use it for to-do lists or as a planner, you can change it each week. I like to take what works for me one week and apply it moving forward and then leave behind the things that I didn't like so much. Also, some weeks I have different focuses and have the flexibility of creating my own planner each week lets me put that focus first and then fill in the other to-do items as support items. For example, if I'm getting ready for an event or a photo shoot, I like to make sure I'm eating as healthy as possible and working out as much as possible so that I feel my best and feel strong. And the other week I was trying to do just that and I laid out exactly what I was going to make for each meal and what time I was going to work out. And that took up the majority of the space on my calendar. And I added in other items I had to accomplish after putting those items in because that was really my major focus that week. So that's a look at my 2021 bullet journal so far. I want to share with you some of the resources that I use to get started. And I encourage you to check them out um, and start your own bullet journal too. So I talked about how I learned about the bullet. Also saying bullet journal over and over again is actually a little bit of a surprising tongue twister. Anyway. I learned about bullet journaling from Kelty Knight. Her Instagram is at Kelty, K-E-L-T-I-E. If you look at her Instagram and check out her highlight reels, she goes through her bullet journal last year that I think was her first one. And then the one that she's doing for this year, which is her second. Um, And she also has a link in her bio that has a link to an Amazon shop with all of the accessories she used, like stamps and markers, stickers. And those are the same exact things that I have started bullet journaling with. There's also the Tiny Ray of Sunshine blog. So you can go to tinyrayofsunshine.com and it's an incredible resource. I'm a strategic thinker. I'm kind of a planner. And so I wanted to learn as much as I could about bullet journaling and how I was going to lay it out before I actually executed that. And the way that the website gives information out really helps you do that. So you can kind of vision what you want ahead of time and execute it perfectly. Um, And you can also follow them on Tiny Ray of Sunshine on Instagram. I also, um, on Instagram, really love at journal with Riz. That's R-I-Z. If you just search the hashtag bullet journaling on Instagram, you will see some artists come up with incredible, beautiful, extravagant bullet journals, but that's not really realistic for me, both in my capabilities as an artist or not an artist. And also to me, not super realistic for how I want to organize my life. So 
These three resources were super helpful to me in that they felt super attainable and I could pretty much do exactly what they were asking me to do. But I do want to say it is really fun to look at that hashtags, just search hashtag bullet journal on Instagram. And there are some really cool reels as well as photos that you can look through of some amazing things that people have done with bullet journaling. Thank you so much for tuning into this solo podcast. I hope that this inspires you to maybe consider bullet journaling or consider just taking the leap and setting those new goals and thinking about how you want to go about doing that with your life. I look forward to our next episode. Thank you for listening to Life Concierge. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to Life Concierge. It really helps and you won't miss an episode when you subscribe. Catch all the latest from Life Concierge and follow me on Instagram at Sarah P. Heider and follow the hashtag Life Concierge podcast. You can also send us a message or recommend topics and guests at lifeconciergepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. Oh, 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 oh,